Thank you for joining us in another episode of Comic Discussion. This is our old, this are your thirsty nerds. What are we here to talk about today, man? We are here to talk about a Thrash. book by Jeff Johns and Jason Fabrook, uh, Batman Three Jokers. Um, I would like to start by saying, like, there have been so many like Batman writers that have like taken over in the new like new 52 in the rebirth era but it's nice to know that jeff johns can occasionally come back and show every put everybody else to flex on shame like all right this story has some range for me and um i'm not gonna waste any time chopping this up like uh what did you guys what did you guys think starting with Pros. Let's start. Let's start with what we like. The liked about art this book. is beautiful. Hold on, hold on. I gotta get a beer for this because I this one is personal for me. <laughs> I like how they never tried to do anything else but make sure Barbara's eyes were gigantic and sincere, right? <laughs> and Jason's eyes were squinty and mistrustful, <laughs> like they should be. One hundred percent. What would you expect from a child that's from an orphanage? It's it's braille. Yeah, we got braille on the side, man. This is this is twenty twenty. We're 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 here for everybody. One hundred percent inclusion. <laughs> so this is a I take this story closer to chess because uh, as I've mentioned before in a previous podcast, uh, the Killing Joke is my favorite uh, Batman story of all time. I don't know what it is. It's just my favorite. And this being a continuation of it, a sequel to say the least. And tying back to that story and using a lot of the, the, the themes and the focus that that story kind of cemented and planted, I really fucking enjoyed this. Oh, man. I think it was, like, really, really smart the way it kind of encapsulates, yes, Killing Joke. It also, in the same breath, kind of, like, has this almost, like, hint of legitimacy to, like, the... Adam West like days where we have the criminal like Joker with mm-hmm. the gags and the little guy and then like the more mainstream like Heath Ledger like Joker at least the idea of him not in like looks but in like the Joker who is about chaos and found a way to like put all these mythos into a box and like make it feel like it's still running and walking in the same world this it, story felt contained and it was like amazing and the premise itself is actually really simple and actually something that I'm surprised has never actually been like done before like what happens if the Joker is just a monster what happens if the Joker isn't an actual person Joker is just a mantle and how does that look how does that world it would put a lot of more a lot more context to why the Joker is always this constant factor to the Batman mantle Mm -hmm. so if there if the Batman is going to be a mantle it would make sense for the Joker to be an an equal mantle right yeah and and I've said it before um, we we may have reviewed this in the past like at least the first issue I think it's really smart to have the question out there like is this is any of the Jokers that we're seeing the actual Joker like who is the Joker actually like that's a good question to make because in this point, for this story, which is also really smart, like, the answer that we're going to get will be sufficient whether it matters or not. And I thought that was a really smart way to write this because it didn't, like, um, like the my biggest criticism for, like, Joker War is that it made a question that was too big and the story couldn't really answer it. Mm-hmm. Not sufficiently. 
This story d- did that. It posed the question, and it answered it within a fraction of the time. Another thing I really thought was really well done. Like, it, didn't waste our time. And, you know, it, it answered it in a way that was kind of smart because at the end of it, you don't know if what he actually said was like, yo, this is the actual Joker, or if it's just like, no, this is just a Joker in a line of Jokers. That, right. So I, I, I thought it was really smart the way it was done. It was just like, you know, like... He knew who this Joker particularly was all the time, but it doesn't mean that this is the original one. Also, I'm, like, super, super, like... I like the Joe Chill element. Like, playing this shit of his confession of killing the Waynes while this major fight is going down. I said, this is, like, um, this is like attention to detail that, that he didn't have to add in here. Well, let, let's break it down from the beginning. Let's go, oh, let's yes. go, let's sure, go, let's go uh, issue by issue. So we started off with issue one, which I thought was a great opening. I think uh, it was, for me, that was probably the strongest issue, though. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, 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 it played with a lot of emotions. It did. It, it definitely ended on, like, a high note as well. Like, to me, that was the fucking ceiling. I I also really thought the issue was, like, probably the strongest because it's the one that posed the question. It started this rabbit hole that we're going down. And, um, I don't know, man, issue, issue number one, starting with the flashbacks, seeing how Batman received all his wounds, it's, he, Jeff Johns made it, like, from the jump, this is gonna be a very personal story, only using, like, what, three characters, max? The people within the family who were most affected by the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yes, all the people who experienced the dramas in a major way, like, this guy is conflicted to face his worst fear, and like going with the soldiers that he essentially it, it kept it, it kept it very tight. It kept uh, it, it it just I think that helped to keep it linear and keep it moving along. We didn't have all these other elements coming yeah. in and out, which I think was a very uh, smart idea of it. I mean, right from the beginning, I when I first saw the first panels of like he crashed into his uh, his parents' graves and he's just stumbling in and I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? But then I really liked how they just started showing like all these, the damage that his body has just taken over the years. But I found it really smart that they started by showing, you know, Alfred asked, you know, what wound was it this time? He said, it's an umbrella. They show the penguin. Then they show the, the burn from... Uh, the um the uh, the Riddler. Riddler's cane, yeah, and all that mm-hmm. shit. But then it slowly started going to only Joker, only because Joker. He caused most of the only Joker. It was so good it when they started so, doing that. Yes. It was so good. Man, it really sets the tone for like the story and um yeah, the first issue. I mean, it's pretty much impeccable, man. Like I I thought it was super smart, um and really great. Like how we involve these characters and obviously. Uh, it does a good job of showing, like, um, New 52 era for me, when it comes to um, the story of the Red Hood, like, this issue shows that that trauma didn't go anywhere. And it actually affects how he does his job. And it never will go anywhere. Like, and I really like the, the dynamic of showing, like, <laughs> Batman literally failed. He's probably his biggest failure. And he's out there. Like, and I just, I really liked having that element because the, his approach to like fighting crime and all this shit and how it plays, like they just play off each other in this story, keeping it very linear, but circular at the same time. Like, and then the reveal of the Jokers and like the, the concept overall that there is more than one and these, none of these might actually be the real one. Man, really smart stuff. Like, yeah. Really enjoyed that first. I really loved how each Joker was always shown 
and the it, it was the same art, but the, the, the different light, a different a different light. So you had the Killing Joke Joker was always shown in the way he was depicted in the Killing Joke, mm-hmm. and then you had the Comedian Joker depicted the way he was always uh, always shown in the other comics. I like how they kept that dynamic every single time you saw a Joker. Yeah, the the old man Joker had the the classic. Uh, Romero was it Romero? Yeah, it's a hodgepodge of yes. Romero and all that. But yeah, I liked how he had the, the old suit, the old hairstyle, the the it man, yeah, it was done so well. I want to I want to jump the gun here, no pun intended, and Crap. talk about what, what happened with with Jason Todd. And he like, look, man, I promise. I'll never kill anyone like that again. And then two panels later, yeah, literally, pop, 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 pop. he said, "This is too hard." <laughs> pow, 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 pow. Uh, <laughs> so the, the the first book ends with that, which I really really liked, ends with that that cliffhanger of just and Todd just like fuck this, bah, just shoots the Joker right in the head. He no remorse, choice. no nothing. He left him no choice. He can't talk like that. He, he was like that, man. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. That's why I loved it because the Joker was just like, "What are you gonna do? Just stop being a bitch. Stop being a baby all your life. Be a man." Robin. Oh man. He he popped them. Barbara could have stopped him. That was my favorite line. Oh my god! When she goes, "How could you? How could you kill him?" And she threw a battering to try to stop him, quote unquote. And he goes, "Since when do you miss?" Her face was like, "Mother." She's like, "Fuck you!" Screw Jason. Dropped the government. Walked off, (laughs) digging her heels into the floor. And Batman just couldn't care less, staring at pictures onto his uh, laptop or whatever. Uh, Into issue two. Um, issue two was probably not the strongest for me. Um, I didn't hate the issue. This is, you can't really, like, go super high from, like, issue one. So they had to come down a little bit. Yeah, Um, I understand that. But I did enjoy issue two. I enjoyed Batman's interaction with the idea of having to talk to Joe Chill. And then, like, the implication of now Barbara has witnessed a murder actively dealing with someone who is against their code. And that whole turmoil, and Batman seems to be just disconnected to try and get the job done because he's focused on the Joker. Not only that, but that little... Oh, man, I really like that scene where it was at the Joker's house and he was talking to, like, this family or whatever. I thought that was so like great. Flashback yeah. With the payoff. Yeah. And then it wasn't just, a flashback. It was just him going insane talking to those puppets. Yeah, they were dummies just sitting at the table, like, the whole time. I, I, I took that as him reliving his killing joke past. I feel like whatever whatever past or variant of the Joker that, that that was from, I thought that was like having read issue three now. I thought that was just amazing foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. Because like, when I first read it, I'm like, okay, so he's he's wishing of a normal life, but he can never have that anymore because he is a Joker. And at the end of issue three, when it's when the the payoff is revealed that we'll get to, it completely made sense. It's like, like, oh no, this is just. The life that he was never able to have due to Batman. Right. And not only that, but the trauma to think about the fact that he knows he could have had it, but he doesn't. And he still often thinks about it in his own Why was his, Why was his uh, uh, his dream meal fucking octopus and mashed potatoes? <laughs> oh, man. That's, ugh, that sounds so funky. <laughs> the weirdest textures. If it was cooked right, would you try it? I mean, I'll try it. But that 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 mushy little rubbery. Yeah. It was, oh, it looked, that's it, so it, weird. It looked weird. But and then you you get to the point where the fallout. Jason Todd did what he did, killed the Joker. He goes off on his own. Uh, 
going back to what you said, being Bruce Wayne's ultimate failure, I don't. He him coming to grasp with it was really something. When Barbara was like, "Why weren't you there? Why yeah, like, weren't you there for him? What he <laughs> needs help. He needs us." And he goes, "Oh, I thought he was strong like you." And he just drives off like, but he doesn't realize that Barbara had him, had her father, right, had like an avenue of things. She had he, a safety net. He didn't have a safety net. Yeah, he just fell right through. At the safety net was Bruce, and guess who wasn't there? At, but at the same time, I can also I can also kind of uh, stick up for Bruce and and saying like, well, he didn't know he was back. Right. Yeah. Like obviously, nobody knew he returned. Yeah. Nobody. Knew I think how everything would have played and off and differently. He said he's willing to forgive that, but the fact that Joker is still there. Yeah. That's what he's mad about. I mean, can you blame him? And yeah, no. totally. Like no. you, I can't even imagine the fucking layers of drama it must be in his like head to constantly deal with Bruce, the one who failed him, and then to like constantly realize that Bruce is chasing after the Joker. Right. Like in his mind, probably not even saying he's sorry. Right. He doesn't say he's sorry. And never in issue in issue two does he say he's sorry. He doesn't say it at all. Batman doesn't show him a bit of humility. What? He's a shit. Until we get to. <laughs> Until we get to Joe Chill in like the when he goes to his cell to talk to him before we find out they nabbed him from the uh, hospital. Oh, his fucking balls! Fucking his balls just fucking went up into you. Know who I? (laughs) (laughs) They have to put on the bat the bat voice. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) press the bell button. He says, "Say what you just." That was that was also really cool. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, very subtle way of like showing that he he this does still bother him too. Yeah, this book. The main thing I took away from this entire uh, story was trauma. This entire yes, book was that's about what trauma. Did a wonderful job of depicting it. It's the the, the people that have in the open it is yeah. and how subtle it can be. Yeah, the people that how to come out of it. People that never dealt with it and people that refuse to deal with it. One hundred percent. Like it all came together in a very circular. How they feed off of each other. The drama. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Trauma is what we take from this. Three angles, three perspectives, like spread over three characters. Done fantastically. Fucking like good. And then we come to the crescendo at issue three. There's like a lot, a lot of like shit to cover in this book. Before we hit issue three, because there is a lot to cover, I, I do want to. Anybody that didn't read it and just listen to a comic discussion, the scene or the area where Jason Todd, you know, gets beat up by the Joker again, told, listen, you have no choice but to become us. You practically are us. Right. What are you, you doing? Everything. You are the perfect candidate. Exactly. You know You know enough history of, of Batman. You know these characters. They broke the him. Candidate. They broke him. And it was fantastic to see the way he was just shattered. And Barbara kind of picks him up and is there for him. Bruce didn't touch him once. Man, Bruce just turned around. Hey, you all right? Let's go. He didn't even say you all right. He just, he just said, Todd, can you stand up? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do like how they got away with uh, Batman just inadvertently murdering like 20 jokers oh like, yeah oh totally. they pressed the button on my belt which caught the car which <laughs> the car is gonna break through the window and murder all these people but, but you it wasn't can't shoot, me but you can't shoot nobody 
Yeah, yeah. You can't shoot anybody. But well, I'm technically, gonna, he got away with it because it wasn't him. He didn't I mean, press yeah, the button. Yeah, totally. He didn't press the button. One of the, one of the jokers his pressed hands the button. Tied. Is that his hands? So the car just ran through the building and so, just happened to kill 20 people. So Jason Todd getting kidnapped, reliving that trauma of the Red Hood was fantastic. But the way that, that it built up until this... When I first read it, it was like a forced relationship. I thought it was going to be like a forced relationship. Like, oh, Batgirl just sleeps with anybody that's in the Bat family. Yeah, we were all under that umbrella. We but that, uh, that be the case. The, you know, they, they had a heart-to-heart. and They had shared they had trauma. A, a moment in laps where they they shared a kiss. Immediately, Barbara Gordon's like, no. Yeah, no. Go, I can't she go said, down this rabbit hole again. my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. He said, are you... She's like, fam, it was just a kiss. Chill out. And right. I felt bad for him because it's the first sign of love he can probably say he's received in his entire life. Right? I, I didn't read Red Hood and the Outlaws. It could have been in there. I think he was smashing Starfire in there. Nothing. I'll, I'll tell you oh, right was now. Because I read... It, no, it's just, everybody, everybody everyone does. Smashed. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty problematic with that Starfire shit. She was literally sleeping with everyone. She slept with both of the two leads. And there was no mention of his trauma whatsoever. He was just pretty much nonchalant. I'm cool. I'm Red Hood. New 52 is not a good uh, uh, market metric. For, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So I, I will, uh, I will. Repudiate. The way you look at me, you're like, how dare you bring that up? I will repudiate <laughs> the Arrow comics because I felt it was disgusting. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this: I, I usually try and have nothing bad to say about comics unless it's egregious. And if you come out with like fifty two, yeah, was egregious. If you come out with fifty two new titles and you still end up with the same seven before like you did anything, that's a fail. That if you if you if you got seven questions right on a fifty two question <laughs> test. That's a fail. <laughs> and that's new. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a fucking wash, 100%. If anyone can... Anyone... I'm sorry to go on this rant. Anybody who will sit here and hold up Marvel Now from 2014 to 2016 and complain that that was like a pandering wash or whatever, and then some of that's valid because it was a wash. But like, out of 52 titles, you come down to seven? <laughs> that's history. That's bad. Leave them alone, man. All right, I'm done. All right, man, back. I'm starting to fume. <laughs> you wanna, you I, I'm, starting, yeah. I'm starting to feel the heat. Back, all right, back on to one uh, of the seven, seven of the seven of the uh, fifty-two that survived. One of them. Or, <laughs> hold on, I'm sorry, four of them. Four of them. I mean, if you can, you can chop it down to much lower than seven. That's just me being generous. All right, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, back on to three jokers and um, Todd's trauma. Um, again, coming back to that trauma aspect, he thought he failed sincerity love from Barbara and he doesn't know how to handle it so he obviously this is a relationship to him yeah. and I just I, it, it's just all the characters motivations that's one thing that Jeff Johns just does really well like I bought I bought all that convictions I didn't agree with him like I didn't think he had a shot but I believe he <laughs> he had a shot I believe he thought he had a shot oh yeah so <laughs> he just kept trying to bring it up and Barbara's like man, hey, look, man, I just, told you yeah. <laughs> Just dead it. I'm working. I'm working. Jason, just just chill out, man. Relax. He's all right? Like, Relax. He's, he's like walking up behind her like, hey, Barb. She's like, oh. He's like, remember when we kissed that one time? They, they try to greet. He goes in for the hug. She gets a fish bump. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that dr- like that drunken uh, office party where that girl gives you like a wink. And now you're like, you want to go on a date? She's like, I was fucked up. <laughs> Mm. My heart. Speaking of my heartstrings, issue three. Um, man, again, now, like, this issue, there's a lot to go through here. Like, um, 
the crescendo, the Joe Chill moments, like I thought that extra love and care and attention to add those moments into as this final fight scene is going down, like it was all really good, man. Like I, I don't have anything bad to say about that third issue. I do have my own critiques about the series overall, which we'll get to after we're done sucking its dick. But for right now, it's a long dick. It's it's hey man, I need two hands. It's got a rib cage, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> I feel That's like breathing. It's <laughs> <laughs> got a rib cage. Hey man, it's Joe Joe Chill got the payoff that this character has not needed or deserved. Because Joe Chill was always just like, you know, this is throwaway character. But right. the way that they made the payoff of just Joe Chill's legacy being how it pairs with Bruce Wayne's life was, I thought it was you know, It was nice to finally see Bruce, ideally. It was nice to see Bruce finally let go. Some closure. Let go. Yeah. His pa- We know his parents died. We know he doesn't like Joe Chill. We know it scarred him. But you know what? It's nice to see him say, I forgive you, and I understand, and we're done here. And you We know can what? move on past this. They didn't overdo it, which I thought they were going to like really like fucking lay this thing out on us. Oh, like they have do, a whole fucking... Like they do like every, every yeah. single time. Every yeah. Batman book, you can't help but see fucking Zorro in there. Man, yeah. you know what? I, I mean, they, they overused it, but I thought it was done good in I'm the story. After this, you don't see it no more. You're going to see it till the end of fucking time. <laughs> I'm tired of it. What the, 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 the actual Zorro character has gotten more play through Batman comics than it has by his own fucking franchise. And you're right. <laughs> I've seen Batman's parents die more than I've seen my actual family. <laughs> I've attended more Batman funerals than my own. <laughs> no, that's a good thing, is it? Totally. But, uh, no, it, it, and, and the thing is, is that, yeah, it was a proper send-off, and it also makes you think about it in a different light. If it wasn't for Joe Chill doing what he did, Gotham would literally not look like what it looks like. He is literally, like, the starting point for like 75 years of history that is a crazy way to think about it and I did not think about it until the Joker's little monologue about that whole thing and that send off for him it was like pretty good it was a send off we didn't know we needed but like I'm glad that we got a chance to see it like that was cool and what you said I want to go back to that that was another thing like it was nice to see him let that go but the idea that Jeff John said it was by design I, the Joker said, I wanted you to let this go so I can be your biggest So concern. you can focus on me. I what in the crazy girlfriend? Nice. Wow. That was nice. I was like, my sh- man went full fucking crazy girlfriend and said, he said, I healed your greatest wound so that I could be your greatest wound. I was like, oh, you little psychopath. Like, what the fuck? Like, that was, that was layers. I thought that was fucking, like, reading that, that line, I'm like, wow, this is fucking good. Like, this is good. Honestly, I'll say it like this. If they made, if they never, which I know is never gonna happen, if they never made another Batman comic after this, I would be completely satisfied closing the book on these three characters. 
like for good. This is a masterwork to me. Like, what are you insane? I obviously, they won't do it. Okay, DC needs their lifeline. Don't you know they gotta bring Ghostmaker or <laughs> yeah. maybe Mama right. Bear? Whatever the can't, fuck. Can't wait. <laughs> the new was Azrael. Yeah, who's probably gonna be black from the last one can thing. one can hope he'll. What does he look like? A um. It'll probably be a lady. He has like a G Force costume on. <laughs> it does look a little G Force. But uh, the what you think of the ending of uh pretty much. So at the end, we see Bruce Wayne just take a trip to Alaska, and as he's driving... What was that for? So, I have theories on what it was. Uh, Let me describe it real quick for people (laughs) who haven't read it. Mm -hmm. You know, we got Bruce Wayne shows up in Alaska. Uh, He's having a monologue uh, with Alfred, I think it was. Yeah, reveals to Alfred. Alfred that uh, he's always known. One of the things, let me go back right before that. Earlier in book three... Red Hood looks at Batman and he asks him, "You don't know who the who the Joker is, do you? Like you would tell us." And he says, "If I knew who the Joker was, you would know who the Joker really was." Come and find out at the end of the book, Batman takes a trip to Alaska and we see him pull up to a house where there's a family eating, and lo and behold, it is a dream family from the Joker's. Uh, a uh, little dream little, scenario. Yeah, little from, demented, like, little kitchen scene where he reenacted this made-up family. It turns out they were real people. Like, and I didn't think about it. And I noticed who it was from the beginning, that that was his wife from The Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Just from doing yeah, it. Yeah, took me a minute. I had to read it a second time. But like, I noticed at first, but I was like, okay, it's just he's dreaming. And then when I seen that, I was like, wait. I thought she died in the killing joke. And then they go back and say, like, no, she just, she left them. She escaped. I'm like, holy shit. This is fucking cool. Like, the life that he wanted is there. What would he do to fucking get them back? It's, it raises a, a, a fucking scary question. It, my My thought behind that was if the Joker knows and can get his hands on so much information, how did he not figure out they were in... in there. How do you not figure that out? Well, I'm pretty sure they're like super like hidden. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's probably funding that operation. Yeah. Here, here's my here's my here's my thought on that. I thought, of course, like this is one of those things. Of course, if we wanted to ruin it in like a future storyline later, we can go like the Joker goes after the kid, and maybe the kids, a, you know, whatever. <laughs> we can we can ruin that little bo- tied up bow ending. But I think that was a good way of like wrapping up this like trilogy in a on a on a somber sentimental like note. Like, cause the whole idea is, who is the Joker? Like. Does he have a real identity? That that was the asking question at the beginning of the book. Yeah, like he does. But it ends with not only does he have an actual identity, but in some way he has a future. But he'll never get to mess with that future because he doesn't know who he is. I think just having that is like I think it's really well done. Like just to even include that there is a possibility that not this man does have a real future in this world like with this kid with this family but he he doesn't know it it'll never happen it'll never happen well it can happen it can. Gone too far. if it's DC gone wanted it to if you don't want to leave alone. Batman alone well it, my takeaway from it all was when he wrapped up towards the end where he says no I know who the Joker was I knew three days after the Joker showed up who he was right it, it kind of opened up a door of like showing this 
this lunacy that they played with in the Killing Joke that Batman has. It's this cat and mouse game that he he's enjoys just as invested just in the game exactly. as the Joker is. Yeah, he's like, yo, I knew who he was. The third day that the Joker showed up, I knew exactly who he was. I knew everything about him. So I took his family and I hid it because now he's got no choice but to be that all the time. You know what else? This lunacy that this man has where if he didn't have the Joker, he wouldn't be... I mean, let's think about it. If you play, if you want to break it down, the Batman can run through Riddler. He can run... He's destroyed Oswald Cobblepot several times. Right. He run through the entire... There is nobody him. that would actually keep him from, like... Bane. Batman. But, but Bane isn't that evil. Yeah, but there's nobody that would actually... There is no need for Batman without the Joker anymore. And I think it's an investment thing where he's just like, I've known who he is. I've known how to stop it. Because there's no way that Batman knows you kill him and that's it. Right. You know what's even crazier now that you think about it? Like, I didn't even think about it that way, which opens up another host of ideas. And this is just me, like, spreading here. First off, I do agree. Like, this is a business. Supply and demand. If there's going to be a Batman, there really needs to be a Joker. And maybe this is a lesson that we should have learned uh, while reading Joker War. But just, <laughs> I, just wasn't, I, I just wasn't feeling it, guys. We would have enjoyed it. We would have enjoyed it more. Uh, probably. Had we, had we approached it this way. You're probably right. 100%. But, like, thinking about it this way. <laughs> I nah. think about, yeah. yeah. Nah. I, well, I enjoyed the art for the most part. Anyway, thinking of it like that, it's like. Not only is it lunacy, like, but think about, like, the trauma in Batman's head to think that this kind of thing is okay. This, if he knew who the Joker was three days after meeting him, just imagine how soon he could have pulled the trigger on this man, or at least got to him quicker before Barbara got hurt. It's like a drug. Before Jason got hurt. It's like a drug for Batman. Like, he... Let's not even mention those two. the people that the countless people that have been murdered yeah, or just changed into people. the Joker. I mean, we we've seen not that they're connected together in the same universe, but Lucius Fox, the way he got fucked up in this last run. Yeah, totally. I mean, completely destroyed. The Alfred. number of movie theaters that were just filled with corpses that jo- that the Joker directly killed. Not to mention the indirect bodies that. Or cause of the Joker, it, it it opens up a whole door of just how dark and unnecessary Batman really is. That, but like, how <laughs> fucked up is he? Do you think that? Okay, again, I'm like going like out here, but how fucked up is it? Like, do you think that maybe he's so like reserved and has no emotion to show Jason or Barbara, despite them being like the his two biggest fuck ups? But then like he totally can shut it off. And build a life for this family off of woods? Like, he's fucking crazy, right? He's got to be just as crazy. They have everything. Jason and Barbara get nothing. And they are literally breaking their bodies. Like, doesn't doesn't that make him just as crazy? Like, that opens so many doors. Like, what are they eating? Soup? The fucking soup. Fuck that. Cat Jason is living under a fucking bridge and Barbara's got a fucking <laughs> a one bedroom apartment in the Upper West she was Side. She's in the fucking Bronx. Not even, not even the fucking gentrified part. Jason out there eating fucking moss. <laughs> and that's a mention. He's living like the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2. 
Another mention. Who is paying for all of these fucking th- treadmills that Barbara keeps breaking? He's busting through. Is she that fast? Why is she not banned? Also, also, how do the. I thought the thing of the treadmill was you run only as fast as the treadmill is pushing you. She got How is she breaking legs. it? She got some strong She's just pushing it. Maybe, maybe Jason saw that. Hey. Maybe that's why he left that note. Hey, them kegels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. So at the end of the fucking third issue, we see this failed attempt oh, at heartbreak. And let me, let me lay it up for you. It's sad, okay? It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Like, come on, man. Just, you don't have a shit. shot. She already told you no. I shot the full court shot. She told him four times, I, I believe. Like, yo, it was a mistake. I didn't mean to kiss you. I'm sorry. My man goes up to the door, leaves a goddamn note saying, I love you. I know what we did. wasn't a mistake. Please, please let me know. And if you never bring, I will never bring this note up. And you don't ever have to bring this note up if you don't bring it up. I know what it is. And immediately as he walks away, he used, what tape did he use? Some fucking rigging tape he stole from another homeless person that he met next to him. He probably saw some missing sign and and tore the tape off the back of a missing sign. (laughs) That shit fell right off the door. (laughs) Yeah, right off. He just, oh, all right. I also love how the janitor that's sweeping this, the fastest janitor, the fastest that they hit the ground. I've never seen that. I've never seen a janitor actually clean a fucking hallway of an apartment building before. (laughs) Has anybody ever seen anybody clean an apartment building? Never. Which, which, by the way, I kind of really hoped it was like a joker in disguise. (laughs) I was really hoping because I've never seen a janitor clean an apartment building ever. That'd be great. He would turn around like throw over the page. Yeah. <laughs> but the note is gone. Never to be brought up. Yeah, never and to my man is going to be heartbroken, and she's sad. never going to know anything about it. So sad, you know. It's but you know what she's going to do? Jump right back into Dick's bed whenever he shows up in the town. One hundred percent. Bloodhaven, blood curling screams <laughs> is what she's going to be doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't. Um, I I don't think I can. Uh, we can. We can. We've done enough sucking the dick. All right. Now this might be a short category, but I want to talk about maybe what you didn't like as much about the book. And I, I'm going to go first. Um, essentially, this is, if you've been following our review when we talked about like uh, Joker War, and if you read this, you'll notice a similar trend. This ends in almost the exact same way. Like, Batman says, I've got my set of morals, regardless if my family is hurting. I'm going to wrap this up the way Batman wraps it up, because I'm Batman. And he did that, but... In this, the way this story was written out, it was very um, time efficient. It didn't waste our time. Yeah. But it did in a, in a similar way, the way it always ends. With like Batman way, not learning a lesson. With Batman <laughs> not learning, literally not learning. And, and honestly, this lesson that he didn't learn with everything we just talked about, it's disgusting. Like, yeah. <laughs> he makes me sick. The, this, this, him not learning a lesson here makes it twice as bad from Joker War like this is twice as worse than the Joker War was because this actually delved into drama or trauma This and they actually trauma, physically trauma. showed you that he'd rather care for some random bitch he is taking care of his own family <laughs> and not his own <laughs> not his own he gives them emotionally you know, financially I, nothing I bet Barbara paid for her own physical therapy oh you know she did oh she definitely did let me say look man I'll buy you some books but I can't like I can't do the therapy Red Hood is homeless <laughs> 
I, I bet he sent some money, and out of spite, he used that money to buy his bullets. Oh my fucking god! He would totally do that. Oh, I'm gonna use buy bullets. He hates guns. Probably steals the guns from the thugs. Fucking homeless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, that that was probably the biggest takeaway that Batman just refuses to learn anything. Yeah, he and honestly, I don't know if it's like something that they're doing on purpose. But the more I keep noticing, you know, it, but I'm cool hard. with that. I'm cool with it on this one because I don't think this. Batman got his closure in Killing Joke. Yes. I think this was more cathartic for the two kids than it was for Batman. I think Batman got his closure a long time ago. Sure, he got his closure with Joe Chill. But I think this book was more leaning towards Jason's Todd closure that he has never had. But I had a closure this, a long time ago. What I got from this is with that closure, they don't. It showed more that they can't rely on Bruce for nothing, and they have to rely on each other it, it, as a network. I think that I think that speaks for Gotham as a whole. Right. You can't rely on Bruce. One hundred percent. Like none of this works. Like it. If you rely. I, you can rely on the foundation that the rich give you. But you cannot rely on the rich. This is what this book is all about. And it's about it's about so many things. Like um, again. If I had to nitpick it at all, it's going to come right down to the cynicism that I give every other Batman book. That it ends without him learning anything, and it always closes the book of Joker gets away, Batman retreats to his corner, and uh, doubles down, triples down, like fucking... And then they become pen pals, and and some kind of dick pics. And the Batmobile of the wheel. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) And that's it. But, like, in the confines of this book solely... It's it, it plays to the story. Like Je- that's why I, I guess I admire Jeff Johns for his long standing work in DC. Is because even though he manages to like the tropes are all still there. The fact is is that the fact that he didn't learn a lesson and the fact that like nothing's going to change, it plays to how fundamentally flawed Batman is in these because Jason's not moving past this this story didn't end with like Jason like resolving his hatred for like the Joker or whatever it's still there Barbara and Batman are still witness to Jason Todd committing a crime he's still doing what he's doing like it's messy he shows that like these flaws are gonna close the book Batman gets his way but everyone is still suffering in some way or the other trauma is still a through line of the story which is why I admire it so much like I thought it was really well done like this is probably the only Batman book this year that I'll like give this much praise. I'm yeah. sure of it. Yeah, it, it, I, is there I be want to keep one coming out. Probably. I mean, yeah, a million of the Batman. It's fucking. We got two. We got. We got yeah. two more months. You think they're not gonna squeeze out at least three? Phantasm right. is coming back. Uh, Batman 100 started. Uh, what's his uh, What's his face? Ghostmaker is gonna show up. Like, so future state after that. We got time, man. For me, one of the things that I didn't really, or one of the cons I guess to me was sometimes some things felt like they were rushed uh, some things that maybe shouldn't have been like expanded on so much were long like the whole uh, area of like when they kept watching the news breaks of all this and Barbara like reacting to it and breaking treadmills and then they would just rush through a couple other things that I felt like maybe it could be switched. Maybe I, w- I wanted to hear more about this scenario that you kind of just went through. But other than that, I, I mean, I got what the pacing was because it was supposed to be as a three book, get through the mini potatoes, all that. I didn't really find too much 
problematic with it. Yeah, I don't have to. Like, even my criticism of the book is still somewhat of a positive. The story. art was fantastic. Yeah. The, 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 the hey, story was great. Let's talk about those transitions. Like, like from the button to the sirens to another scene. Like, mm. and then, like, from the cell to the, to the hospital room. Like, the transitions in this book are fucking, like, fantastic. Yeah. Almost There's a lot of heart put into it. I can't, can't deny it. Yeah. Fabric, like, busted his ass. That's all. That's all I got. My only complaint is the fact that he has that family in Antarctica. Like, you really you didn't need to show me that he has <laughs> this family and their gourmet treatment up there in this log cabin. Didn't need to know it. I, I think the point of it was to show you that this is the killing joke Joker. Like, he is the real joke. He is, as far as we know, the real Joker, the first Joker. And this is how he ties it more to Killing Joke. That's what I took away. But again, like you said, I don't think... That's one of the complaints that I have. They went too... I think that was way too drawn out. It didn't need to show... like It didn't need to solidify that the Killing Joke Joker was it because I think him having his exposition in the back of that truck could have done the exact same thing. Yeah. So showing Batman have this family up there was... They had to do the comparison. A, a weird for, flex at best. They had to do the comparisons for the for the smooth brains because they even had they even did the, <coughs> the the jump back in time with the black uh, with the black and white panels of like oh no this is the same woman and remember he had that thing it was like you can't leave me and she looked so happy up there in that log cabin I think she'd be dry, be insane I think she was cold I'd be cold as fuck up there <laughs> I mean yeah totally just you and your annoying son Batman a little Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> Pops in, Look, pops one out, and leaves. Like I said, man, Batman is disgusting. Like, after reading this book, he's disgusting. Absolutely sickening. Like, how sick is that? Like, you're raising <coughs> the Joker's family, and you're leaving your family, but, like, just to deal with their own shit. He's... <laughs> when he busts the door, he's like, oh, Uncle Bruce is in town! Man! Ah, he's gonna hug everybody! He's, like, bringing them presents and shit. Like, I, <laughs> again, like I said... Who's that, Jason? Do you even know what my birthday is? No. Uh-oh. Which uh, one? February? <laughs> it's March, you prick. Which birthday? The re- the one where you ah! crawl out of a Lazarus pit, you <laughs> fucking scum? Which birthday? The womb of the soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think we all agree. This book is fantastic. Uh, if I you ever read it... Go get your hands on it. Yeah, it's uh, only three issues. Um, they're they're deluxe, obviously. There's a they're a little meaty, um, but still a good job of being able to read it, and you don't need to backtrack to get a lot of context. No, you no, get no. it all right there in the book. Yeah, that, I really like that the way that they you know like this is connected to the killing killing joke, but you don't have to read it. This is what you need to know about it here, black and white panel. Right. Remember this? Oh, cool. There this you is, go. is why this matters. Flashback. Yeah. It's, Pretty good. Pretty well contained. 100%. Like, man, like I said, I, I'll probably check this out when it collects. Um, I would definitely recommend this book to, I mean, let's be honest. If you're a Batman simp, you're probably going to, like, read this anyway. Um, but to some of the people who are a little less, some of the people who are a little disaffected, like some of us, um, I will never, like, like go out to bat for Batman, but this is this is a legit read. It's Jeff Johns, uh, Jason Faybrook, uh, Dream Team. Like this is a really well done Batman book, so yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, I think we get a recommendation all the way around. Yeah, I give it a gold star. I give it four bats out of four. 
I gave it four display, five displays families. I give it eight Joker teeth. <laughs> eight eight uh, gaggies getting eaten by a shark. <laughs> I give it nine unresolved traumas. And a nine. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on another comic discussion. As always, you can follow us on the Thursday News Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. My name is Just One. You can follow me at Just underscore Uno on Instagram. You can follow me on Art of Sumo on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Clarence, and you can follow me on Twitter at Waifu Wrecker. And thank you for joining us. Uh, as the next comic discussion is probably going to be Exosaurus at the end of the month. It's going to be... Oh, that's going to be one of them for sure. Yeah, that's it. Like, not done yet. It's not done yet. Like, I don't know what anything else... I don't think anything else is coming up to being done, right? So we Yeah, we the, probably I can't think of anything else that, that w- that's this close to being done. So, yeah, we're going to uh, probably be back for... Uh, well, we'll 100% be back for the uh, continued progress. We can do the firepower X. if that's getting close. I mean... <laughs> if it finishes... If it finishes... <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna talk about it. We're, right? we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna talk about it. And yeah. we're gonna Just rip that it, up. Yep. We're gonna fuck that. We'll burn it. Up. I want to hear you say it. Listen, if these two issues end well, I'm gonna give it as fair props, but I'm I'm willing to set it on fire. Okay. I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> With that being said, thank you for joining us. If you have any recommendations or anything you want to, you know. Talk to us in the comments. Let us know what you want to hear. Exactly. Show us the light. If Content that you, you want to hear. Yeah. If, if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, let us yeah. know, man. Let me know. Did you guys like the Joker? Uh, uh, the Three Jokers? What was your favorite part of the Three Jokers? What you did? What didn't you like of the Three Jokers? Put it down in the comments. Let us know. As if always. You change something? Let us know. Oh, so that's if a good one. See if you're much better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Signing off.